0: Dude, oh! ah! Walker's got the sit here. Oh! oh! What? Sublima. Takes one. Almost run down by Hill. Keep going. no one in the square, this would be remarkable if he kicks it from 50. Keeps
1: it low!
0: Welcome to episode 3 of The Weekender. We have two very happy campers in the studio today because Mike Carlton and James' is North have taken the two biggest scalps of the weekend. James, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm very good. Can't take the smile off my face.
0: He's been very happy the whole morning, as have I. We'll be talking about the fallout from both of those games as well as a bit of Gold Coast Essendon, Bulldogs St Kilda will also be on the cards. Have a few, a few uh, contentious reports over the weekend, a few big injuries. So it's a big show all around. We'll get straight into it, as always. On one of those nights has it to sideburn. And Carlton win by 10 goals against the Archangel. That is sweet. Yes, it was very sweet. Carlton defeating Collingwood by 10 goals, at MCG, on Friday night. It was a big win, and Carlton proved themselves as Premiership contenders, didn't they, James?
1: They did. And you were there? You were I was there, there okay. as
0: always. Um, had good seats behind Chris Scott of Geelong. And had a look Brent. at his notes, are you? I had, a b- had a bit of a look at his notes. He probably should have been focusing more on North by the looks of it. But um, yeah, it was a big win. A big win. And Collingwood. the fallout from Collingwood has not been pretty. They're all fighting against each other. We'll get to that in a minute, though. But we do want to talk about the winners. The Blues. They were very good, James. are oh, they no, the real deal? It's, too, it's, it's early. It's very early. I, I'd love to think we are, but I don't want to put too much pressure on us because I know a lot of people are. But, I mean, you look at the depth through midfield now and it's just, it's very deep. We're looking like Collingwood two years ago and we're quick from half-back. Got Yaron. Yaron, Garland. The, very pacey and Collingwood couldn't keep up. And, well, during the week, Buck said that... Um, Bucks was very big on saying that the midfield would win the game, while Brett Ratton was adamant that it wouldn't be the midfields that would win it. He thought it would be the forward line and the pressure who could keep the ball in the best. And I suppose at the end of the day, Collingwood had one tackle inside 50 for the entire match, and Carlton just dominated, kept the ball in, kept forward pressure. Betts was brilliant, kick five. Garlett was also good in keeping the pressure on. Thank James And
1: Carazzo's job in pendles. Oh, <laughs> I know. What did he do? Mur- fifteen, and what did he have
0: himself? Fifteen, but you—I mean, look—you look at Judd and Murph. They get all of the credit week in, week out because they're obviously the shining lights. They'll get the Brownlow votes, but I mean, Christ on the weekend, kept Pendlewood to fifteen disposals. He had twenty-nine himself, seventeen contested at a ninety-three percent efficiency level. Got eleven clearances and kicked a goal. So I mean, we've given him three in the weekend to Player of the Year of award. He was very good. and I mean, no discredit to Judd and Murph, we each had 35-plus touches each, a couple of goals between them. But Andrew Carrato's job, he's becoming one of the unsung heroes of the competition. His jobs on Deledio and uh, Simon Black to start the year were brilliant, and he's done it again here. But, James, from an unbiased perspective, because I'm losing objectivity here, how far do you think Carlton can go? Are they top four? Obviously top four.
1: They have to be, if they can beat Collingwood, who made the grand final last year, so be it, a couple of injuries, they they're gonna to be top four. Starting the year, three and zip.
0: What about you? Can they go all the way? You Although know, I know they, you can say it's too early I mean. to call, but <laughs> it's too early they?
1: call. But they can go all the way. They can. They can go all the way.
0: They've got the list quality to do they it.
1: They have the list they've got the depth, they've got the forward structure, they've got the defensive structure. Brett Ratten is Coaching and well. is. He's, he's very good. Got the mind games happening. They can
0: they can go all the way. It's working for Carlton at the moment. Not so much for Collingwood. We've had a bit of a fallout from their defeat. It's all sprung up between these war of words between Mick Malthouse and Eddie McGuire. Nathan Buckley stayed out of it at this stage, but we're not sure when the Buckley camp will get into it. Um, if you haven't heard the comments from... Uh, at Mick Malthouse on 3AW on Saturday, here they are. Interesting, I've, I've watched uh, Alan Toovey under pressure last year. I know what he would have done with that football. He would have put that ball within an inch of the boundary line. This time he kicks it probably 15, 20 metres inside the boundary line. It's resurrected by Carlton. Yet the president has said the game plan has not changed much at all. in Well, I don't remember the president being on the match committee.
1: Well, he said it's gone from revolutionary to middle class
0: in the space of from 2010 to now. That's what was quoted a saying in the paper today. What, I don't know what that means. What's he trying to but say? Is that more related to the press, I wonder? I think it's... C- that, what, what's he Cohen trying to say? So that was Mick Malthouse on Saturday. Didn't seem too happy there. He didn't seem happy at all. He wanted Eddie to stay out of it, I'm pretty sure. But Eddie's role, should a president be getting this involved in a football club? We know how much our passion is about a club, but should he be getting this involved?
1: Well, obviously, he's the leader of the club. He's the... He's the main... The main man. The main man in the club. So I reckon he should be getting involved, but
0: Mick... From your perspective, because I think James Brayshaw is doing a great job as President of North. I think Stephen Kernan's doing a good job at Carlton. They don't get involved in this stuff. They, they stick right over. it. They let the coach do the talking. They let the co- players do the work.
1: But you know Eddie. It's Eddie.
0: It's Eddie, but should that be an excuse?
1: It shouldn't. But it, he's, the, he's the main man in the club. He's the man that's got Collingwood back on track. He's put the mood, he's put the dollars back into Collingwood, got them back on track.
0: All right, so moving on of that, it's kept going. Wayne Carey, I'm not sure what business he has to do with it, but um, he's come out and said, you hear these rumours all the time. It is rife out there that there are a bunch of the players, let's say six or seven of them, don't get along with Buckley. And he says he's starting to believe it's become more of an issue that everyone thinks, I'm... Not one hundred percent sure what he knows that we don't, or that probably Nathan Buckley doesn't at this stage. But it's still interesting that you reckon six or seven of them don't like Bucks.
1: Well, you heard mid- you heard mid year last year where there was a bit of a fallout with Buckley. A couple of players didn't. There was rumours going around
0: that didn't like
1: Buckley. Wanted Mick to stay.
0: Yeah, a lot so of them wanted Mick to stay, didn't they? They, they yeah. love Mick down there, and so he's very popular down there, Mick, and they want him to stay. And I suppose that could be as a, as a result of that, but I'm not 100% sure. And now it's all gotten one step bigger just this morning on Eddie McGuire's Triple M Breakfast Show, where he's quoted as saying, uh, I love Mick and support him 100%, but I tell you what, he wouldn't have a friend at Collingwood today. That's a big call from Eddie. That's huge. I mean, to say that he wouldn't have a friend, it's... Uh, it's
1: he's coached the club to three... Three grand finals in two years with the
0: draw. A premiership,
1: a premiership. He would surely have to still have a couple of friends around
0: the club. <laughs> You'd have to think so. I mean, and then he, he blasted him about reneging on this five-year contract where he'd stay on as uh, director of coaching, which he's obviously walked away from. I don't blame Mick for doing that.
1: Yeah, good on him. For yeah, <laughs> walking away from going. If he doesn't have a friend there
0: anymore. <laughs> what's what's his role there? It's it's a huge. It's it's getting very messy. It's an, it's huge for Colin, I mean it's huge for
1: Colin. Starting the season one and two as well.
0: It's not looking good for them. They're in out of the eight at yeah, the man. moment. I know it's only after three rounds, but they still would have expected to be in the eight, looking at their draw. So it's not a good start for them. Um
1: Where are they heading, you reckon? Top four? Is that surely it's still on the cards.
0: It has to be on the cards. Top two. I'm just going to let it out there that I had my predictor on during the week and I had them missing the four, actually, so don't talk about top two just yet. But I still think they are top four quality. I just think that the way it's going, they need to get back on track very quickly. The
1: injuries are going to hurt them, though. Luke Ball gone, Ben Reed.
0: Yeah, Ball's gone for the season. Reed's out for a month. Terrence out for a month.
1: So they've got some key names that could be
0: very costly
1: during that season. Yeah, it will be. Um...
0: I mean, it's not looking good for them, but they got Port this weekend, so a chance to get their season back on track. Get the
1: confidence back up in the club. Get the so
0: conference. they desperately need to. So really, two opposite ends of the spectrum after round three for Carlton and Collingwood, and who would have thought that it would be Carlton riding high and Collingwood riding low? But can't complain. <laughs> You've got the lid off. Don't you? <laughs> I got the lid. No, it's staying on, <laughs> staying on. I said it might be off if we beat them, but it is staying on <laughs> for this week.
1: And on! Oh!
0: the afternoon, for Jack Siebel. Yes, it was a fantastic goal from Jack Siebel. A fantastic game from the returning North Melbourne vice-captain. Four goals in his first game back from a three-match suspension. But it wasn't just him. It was an all-around team performance from North Melbourne. They were brilliant. And James in here, smile for me here.
1: What a game that was. Went to my first game of the season last night and to see North get rid of the... Geelong, the 2011 Premiers, oh, I was happy. He's very I was happy. happy.
0: And you think my lids off to get out the Premiership favourites? I woke up this morning to James walking over my house being like, we'll just take you out of the Premiership this year. <laughs> <I'll> you, be... <laughs> <laughs> you think the lids off at Princess Park? Watch you want to go down to James' place? What a
1: game that was. To, oh, see, North, to see North pressure, the, pressure Geelong, force him into turnovers. Handball, we were handball happy. I like Brad Scott's new game plan. Handball, keep handballing out of the way, out of trouble, and
0: I just it paid loved off. it. Need to take paid risks off. to beat teams like that, and you took some, and it worked. And, what it
1: was, I, and no one played a bad game. No one did. Peachy was quiet. He didn't kick a goal, but he brought the
0: he made a contest. He made every a contest,
1: time. brought it to ground. Lindsay Thomas, Aaron Edwards, Aaron Edwards kicked four.
0: They're all brilliant up front. What I noticed was I know the comment because I watched it from home. I noticed the commentators talk a fair bit about. Uh, an uncharacteristic Geelong, but really it had nothing to do with them being uncharacteristic. They were forced into those turnovers. It was full ground pressure from North Melbourne and fully deserved the win. Hard fought in the end, but I mean, you were six, seven goals up at three-quarter time. Gave you a fright in the last oh, quarter. I was nervous. <laughs> was I was nervous.
1: sitting on the edge of my seat, biting my nails. But when Kieran Harper kicked that goal, Jack Siebel kicked it from the foundry. Then I knew it.
0: How, knew it. how good is Jack Siebel?
1: First game back. he's played forty six games. He's twenty seven disposals, eight clearances, four goals.
0: And first game back for the year, it's going to be hard for a player to miss three games to get themselves into the right position. You could, you could tell, you could forgive him if it took him three or four games to get back into it. But to do that against a quality side like Geelong, first up, he's just been given the vice captaincy. If he's I'm not wrong. Given it. Yep. And I know you thought he might have been given the captaincy. Bit too young still. Only 20-odd. He 20. is a fantastic player and definitely one for the future. North have got a lot for the future.
1: Ryan Basenak.
0: Yeah, He's another one. He
1: started the year. Another
0: under... another four goals last night to add to his three last week. He's got 26 touches as well. He's one that's flown under the radar for a couple of he's years. He's one that's been... like. He's been ready to come been,
1: up. No, he's been rumoured to go to GWS at the end of the season. Oh, really? Yeah, he's been one of them rumoured. So if North have to keep a hold of him. It's a very big the future.
0: So
1: but, he um, 26 disposals, four goals, and another quality performance.
0: It was. And the one I want to talk about, Brent Harvey. How old is he now? He's 30-odd? Yeah. Mid-30s? mid-30s. He's had a fantastic start to the year. If we read through his stats, round one, 21 touches and three goals. Backed it up in round two with 32 touches and two goals. And last night, 38 disposals on a goal. He's not ageing, Brent Harvey. He <laughs>
1: Him giving up the captaincy has helped him.
0: It has. The pressure's
1: lifted off his shoulders, and he's playing. He's playing. And the north midfield have taken more control. Like Geelong, they've been forced to put players on Swallow, Wells. When Harvey's been able to run loose. Exactly. So he's been able to rack up the disposal and kick goals.
0: And we mentioned it last week when Harvey copped the heavy tag in the second half, and that's when Bastnack got off the leash. So they've got these players now that the depth in midfield where they can start rotating and getting bodies and forward. That's what and
1: teams need. They, they need them five, six quality midfielders to help bring the team. So if one has a poor game, then another can step up and have a good one and help the team
0: out. And it's exactly what they're doing at the moment. They're one and two. It's uh, two and one, sorry. And that's Geelong, who are one and two. Uh, it's, they come off a very good win last week over Hawthorne, but they could easily be zipping three. They and they, they probably easily. should be zipping three because they probably shouldn't have won last week. Where, are, where where are they headed this year? We talked about Collingwood maybe missing out on the four. Where are they going? Well,
1: they've had three three tight, tight games. 3-0 round one, that was close. Hawthorne, they just got over the line. And even this North game, 17 points, still very close. But you could... They would so have to be top four. A, it's
0: six. a tough start to the season. But for the reigning premiers they probably would have been hoping to be three and zip. Three and zip, or two and one at least. So to only have four points on the board at the moment is not ideal for them. But I mean and it's gonna be
1: tight this year. Collingwood started one and two, Geelong started one and two. Not a lot of team not a lot of the good teams last year have started three and zip.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And if we look through the list now, I mean Hawthorne, West Coast, Carlton, even Sydney with their Pretty fairly easy draw. And just add Collingwood to, to Geelong to that. They are going to be fighting for that top four. The top five and six is going to be very clustered. Very, very costly. And especially with North Melbourne really pushing up now, and I suppose Essendon are three and zip still. St Kilda are playing some all right footy after a first round loss. They'll they'll start pushing up, and it will be a difficult one to call. It's very. It's going to be packed. Going to be a tight top eight this year. It's going to be very packed. Can North do it then? James,
1: we can do it. We can. we can do it, as shown on the last yesterday. We can do it. We can pressure the top four teams if we get a couple wins against the top four teams throughout the year. We don't. We don't really play much. We've got. To, we've got a bucket of the draw. You very this year.
0: good draw. Played Gold Coast twice, Greater Western Sydney twice. So that's sixteen points to start with, really. So, I
1: reckon we can do it.
0: I am with you there. I have you down as. That's a sixth
1: on your ladder. Yeah, yeah, I
0: had sixth on the predictor, which I did this week, so I think you'll be around that range. <laughs> Saturday night, Metric on Stadium, Dustin Fletcher's 350th. He had another brilliant game, 20 disposals, I think it was, for his 350th. So well done to Dustin. But Gold Coast, they pushed Essendon all the way. They are in front at three quarter time and only lost by a couple of goals in the end. Essendon started kicking away in the last five or ten minutes. But Gold Coast led by Gary Ablett, his fourth 40-plus possession game in a row. He is an astounding player. And he had 45 touches, 27 of them contested, which is just unbelievable. You think about how many players get 27 touches, and that's a good game is 27 touches. And just to get that alone in contested possessions is fantastic. Could there be
1: a second round on the way for Gary Ablett as a Gold Coast player? Yes. Yes?
0: He's currently joint leader on the Weekend weekend? Up Player of the Year Award, and... His... will the umpires give him votes? Of course they will. I mean, I mean, he's so noticeable. In a, in a team like Gold Coast that's at the bottom of the ladder, doesn't have too many key senior players that will rack up votes or young players that will get noticed, Ablett stands out. And, I mean, we've had him polling from all three games so far this season because he's had 40-plus possessions. And if you get 40-plus possessions, you're likely to get noticed. And that is why I think he is, at the moment, he is joint favourite, I think, on uh, in Brownlow betting. But, um... I definitely have him down as a front-runner throughout the season. There's not too many players better than him in the competition. No, right way. Now. We talk no. about Buddy. We talk about Judd. We talk about these players that are going to be top of the range, these type, number one and two. But he is definitely, for me, the best midfielder in the competition at the moment. Playing on a side like Gold Coast, he's taken that extra step to lead a young side. Walked away from Geelong. It would have been easy for him to just give up, but he hasn't. And at, the, at times, he's their only half-decent player. So, he's done brilliantly. James, do you have to say on Gold Coast or Essendon? Will they... Most likely Essendon.
1: They've had an easy start to the season. I know, I know they beat North three points. Who they play last week?
0: Played Port last week. Just, just got, got over got, the line. Yeah.
1: Then just got over the line this week against Gold Coast. Can you see him top eight? No?
0: I initially had them and St Kilda who to drop out. But, I mean, with this easy draw... They're three and zip, and you can't say a side that's three and zip are going to miss out in the eight just yet. I mean, they're one of three sides that are yet to lose a game. So I know their form hasn't been great, but they can click into that extra gear. Yeah, they've and I got suppose the
1: confidence th- around the club. So.
0: Th- their first test really is next week when they come, ag- come up against Carlton. But more on that later. But I suppose for them, it's a measuring stick next week to see where they're at and to see if they will start losing games or if they will keep up this consistent start to the season. Um, moving on, we want to talk about a few reports that we've seen this week. There's been a couple of the big-name players. We'll start with Adam Goods, The, uh, the knee The sliding against... knee,
1: the sort of soccer-type
0: yeah. tackle. What do you reckon? Will he get... Re- He's, de- He's been reported. Will he get suspended for that?
1: I don't think he will. I don't think he will. It wasn't really... Rec- it was reckless, but it wasn't... It wasn't meant. It wasn't
0: wasn't... It wasn't a lot of contact. So contact probably won't be that high or medium range, which they like, give it. He hasn't got a good record, though, at the he tribunal. Doesn't. So... It's it'll be an interesting one to see. We've and got if,
1: them next week, so I hope he gets
0: a couple of weeks. <laughs> but um, if you look at the replay on slow motion, which they do now, they slow it down a lot. But he didn't even go in head or hands. At he the hit ball.
1: his like hit the who was it like Hamish Harlot? hit yeah, his
0: side. Yeah, but I mean, he he looked like he was sliding in with his knees. He didn't look like he had any intention to go for the ball, and that's the worrying thing for Adam Goods. Brian Lake, he's gone. He's gone.
1: The top Matthew Scarlett all over
0: again. Yeah, it is. He had a frustrating game um, on Saturday night, as a lot of Bulldogs players did, but there's really no excuse for that, so you're expecting... Three to four. Maybe, uh, two three, I reckon. Four might be a bit much if Scarlett got three. Cause Scarlett did have a poor record. And the last one is Lance Franklin. Um, I don't even know if this will go to the match Review Committee, but... Um, just a little trip on Graham Junkock Legit. in uh, yesterday's game. He, Not with the legs, though. Pulled him down with the arms, which is a little weird, but letter of the law should be looked at for a tripping offence. And I suppose while we're on the topic as well, we might be talking about injuries. Um, We've already talked about Luke Ball. He'll be out for the season with a knee injury. It's bad luck for him. One of the good guys of the game. One of the few Collingwood players that I actually don't mind. So... If you're out there, Luke Ball, good luck to you for the rest of the year. Nat Five, he—he's a
1: huge loss for you.
0: He could, and rumours out this morning that he could be out for the season with that That's shoulder a injury. Huge loss for you. It's massive and huge loss for our super coach teams, as we've already talked about. But yeah, he's—we talked about him taking that next step to the elite level, and I mean, to go down with that injury, and they said I think a couple of three, four months at best for Five, so not looking good for him. Luke Bruce.
1: Two ugly collisions here. Luke Bruce and Jack Grimes.
0: Yeah, Bruce wasn't good. I mean, full credit to him. Twenty-eight minutes on the clock. There, if he sides 9, 10 goals up, and he runs back with the flight like that. But was it stupidity or courage? James? He has to go
1: for it. He had to go for the ball. He had. He's looking at the ball.
0: Would Alistair Clarkson have forgiven him if he didn't know, knowing that what would have what was coming?
1: Oh, he would have to. He would have to forgive <laughs> him. Talks
0: didn't. now that he'll miss a big game next week against West Coast. So. It's, is it worth it? I mean, they're nine goals up, James, nine with two left. two minutes left on the clock. Is it worth missing a game for that? It's courageous. It's courageous. Yes. Hats off to him, but oh, I'm not sure about that. I would have backed out if I was him, but that's me. That's why he's playing AFL football. And Jack Grimes, we love him on the that show. Was
1: ugly, that was an ugly tackle from Daniel Jackson.
0: It wasn't, wasn't him, though. He, he actually he, tackled Jackson, but it was just... They were all over each other, and it was... It was painful to watch, you it wasn't the good to watch.
1: aftermath of the trainers, blood coming down his nose, it didn't yeah. look good.
0: He's a tough man, Jack Grimes,
1: um, but... We yeah. want to see him get a couple of games on the park though. Yeah. He's been injury prone throughout his career. Yeah,
0: and he is a very good footballer for just 22 years of age, co-captain of Melbourne, so best of luck to him. I suppose with Melbourne's poor start to the season, a lot of criticism has been taken off the Western Bulldogs... But they had a horrible game on Saturday night against the Saints. They lost by 63 points. They're 0-3 and to start the year. They played one half of footy against West Coast, then got blown out in the second half. They lost to Melbourne in a game which, at the start of the season, they might have been expecting to win, and now lost by 10 goals to the Saints in a game which they were 80-90 points behind midway through the last quarter. They kicked the last few goals. Matty Boyd was really their only shining light throughout the game, as he has been for the last couple of years. Dow House was all right, but... They got a big game this weekend against Melbourne. Um, I know you want to talk about their goal kicking worries.
1: Well, I had a look at the stats in the Herald Sun today, and I had a look and it said Clay Smith was their leading goal scorer with four goals. Yeah, that's it. I don't get. He hey, kept... where are they going to get their goals from? Clay Smith is their only goal scorer on four goals, and he kicked that one in he the ki- quarter. Yeah,
0: kicks it in the quarter against West Coast. But um, I mean, you look, they lost Barry Hall last year.
1: Ben Hudson. Ben I Hudson went to,
0: Yeah, but... I mean, Gone he's, he's done a right for Brisbane, but I know they weren't any chance of keeping him or Hall because they both retired. But
1: they've got... They don't have that big body up front. They've got Liam Jones and Jared Grant, but none of them have that power that,
0: that Barry, Barry Hall, Hall had. had. And I know when they were finishing top four, they always... Their big downfall was that big forward, which they could have had, and they, they just couldn't secure. I mean, I know they got Barry Hall, but that was when they were on their way down, so... Against Melbourne, a Sunday twilight game, both zip and three. We talked about Melbourne, how it would be important for them to get a win this week for their fans. I know they didn't, they got done by Richmond, but it's, Bulldogs are in the same boat at the moment. They need a win to show that there's still hope at that club. and Especially
1: with the new coach, with Brendan McCartney. Yeah, They need a win on the board, for the,
0: especially with the supporters. Yeah, I mean, they need to show that he's the right decision for their board to appoint him. So, I mean, it's a tough one. Could go all the way. Who are you tipping? I'm going to tip the Bulldogs. Take the For Bulldogs. the first
1: win of the season. I can't, you can't tip Melbourne.
0: I'm, I'm with you there, but I'm not sure how close it'll be. Melbourne gave nothing on the weekend. Absolutely nothing. And they haven't done for the start of the, the whole year, pretty much. So, I'm not sure about Melbourne's future. But, yeah, I'm tipping Bulldogs. I think they'll get off the mark this weekend. I'm um, looking forward to another game. Carlton and the old rivals. Another big game. On Saturday at the G, in my opinion, I think this one's bigger than the Collingwood one last Eager. weekend. Yeah, I think it is. I think for Carlton now, they, I know they went in favourites to Col- against Collingwood, but I don't think anyone was really going to put the pressure on if they lost by a couple of points. But against Essendon now, these are the games we should be winning, and we know Essendon coming up against a, a d- decent side, they'll be up for it this weekend. And <clears throat> I just,
1: it's the first real test of the year, Essendon. Yeah,
0: we said that this game would be a measuring stick for them and I, I mean, I reckon they'll be up for it, and you saw last year they played at a draw, and it's the blues. it just, I
1: don't It's going to be a tight game.
0: It will be. And Saturday
1: at the G, you're heading?
0: Uh, I might be, yeah, hopefully. Um, I think I've got work in the morning, but hopefully we'll be able to get down there in the afternoon, so who are you tipping for that one, James? got to go Carlton. Carlton, comfortably.
1: Comfortably, start season four, I know.
0: Yeah, hopefully, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm going to tip the Blues, but again, I think this one is a real danger game for the Blues. Uh, then we've got Saturday night. This one will be an absolute ripper. West Coast Hawthorne in Perth. It'll be a cracker. It has to be a cracker. Two um, of the,
1: the should-be top four sides this year. Top
0: two sides I've tipped for top West Coast sides. and Hawthorne. I think they'll be up there for the whole year. So this is the real chance West Coast. West Coast have had a very easy draw to start the year. And I know you told me before the game that a winning my average of 70-odd points this year. That's because they've had such an easy game. They're backing off off another one against... GWS this week uh, get some big names back which they rested against Maddie Pritters the Giants yep um, so and uh, this is a mini final for me I know it's only round four but can you
1: see him losing it West Coast
0: okay, well, I'm not going to give you a tip at you the not moment gonna give me a tip. I'm not going to give you a tip I am I think I have to wait for the team selections to come out on Thursday night before I make a decision look, look, have a look at Lance Franklin's uh, little trip that he laid I'm not sure if hopefully he gets up but um Make sure you check out the weekend or later in the week for my tip because I honestly can't split them at the moment. There'll be a point in it. Um, and then Sunday we've got Sydney North. James. What a game that's going to be. For you, I think it's, you're sort of in the same boat as Carlton. that This could be even, an even bigger test to back be. up. We saw Jack Siebel talk after the game last night that, um, that now they've set this benchmark and now they need to do it consistently throughout the year. And Sydney's going to be a big game. Sydney three and zero.
1: Especially they play the contested footy down at the SCG. It's going to be a good game. If we can, if we can beat Sydney, we have got Gold Coast next week. We start the season four on one. Could be five and zero against Essendon, but four on one. Can you? Can we do it?
0: Again, <laughs> can't split them at the moment. It's small ground might favour you. Actually, we've seen it favour of Sydney in the past. But you saw how you locked down on Geelong last night. And I think it really could favour you again this week, but Sydney, we know they love to play that type of football as well. So you'll be splitting hairs there. Josh Kennedy's in great form, so I'm I mean looking forward to the midfield battle.
1: Him and Jack Z was going to be a cracking battle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that so one. So no tip again. No tip again. E tipping North. Half the tip North. Half the tip North. Right. Um, also a couple of another big ones Friday night. St Kilda Wrestling and Ross Lyons return to Melbourne and return to his old side I can't imagine him getting a good reception down at Eddie Hadsey oh, right. on Friday night is it big for St Kilda to show themselves as this club that's moved on from his exit they got a bit sooky when he left is it a big deal I reckon it'll be a big deal for them to come out and
1: put on a show yeah. for the fans the show
0: that yeah Scott to... Waters is the right choice as well they have to show that but they have to show they've moved on from Rosalind don't they exactly will they
1: they will Saints are going to go. out. Uh, At um, Eddie,
0: Eddie Ed? Head, yep. That'll be it for her. I think I'm with you there. And then last but not least, we've got the Q clash. Brisbane and Gold Coast, they're separated one all from the first year. Um, Michael Voss has said that he doesn't want to have another backlash and underestimate Gold Coast like they did last year and they went down. So I'm expecting Brisbane to be fired up for this one. They. I don't know what to make of their match with Fremantle. On Saturday, it was because quite an ugly game, wasn't it? it was a very ugly game, they kicked 5 5 35 for the match. So, and I mean, they kept they kept for to 60 odd points, but to score 35 points for a game, that is I mean, Jonathan ugly.
1: Brown back as well.
0: I don't think you can blame on Jonathan Brown, that he was didn't look fit really, he didn't look match fit, I suppose. I mean, you can you can do all the preparation, but when you get to these big games, especially on a big ground like Patterson's, it's going to be very difficult to run around that for the entire match. but... I think Brisbane, Jonathan Brown getting back into his groove. I think they'll get up they'll on get up. Brisbane night. will get up. Yep. Um, so that pretty much almost brings us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, make sure you jump on board to theweekender.wordpress.com. Give us a like on Facebook, www.facebook.com, forward slash The blog. Um, have a look at the votes that we've been given out on the Weekender Player of the Year. I think Gary Ablett and Josh Kennedy they're leading the way on eight. Murphy and Pendlebury follow them closely on six each. Ablett's favourite for the Brownlow now. So, just like Carlton, a favourite for the Premiership, which I am very nervous. Still keeping the lid on, he says. Still Still keeping the lid on. on. I am nervous. (laughs) Can't believe I'm nervous after three rounds, but we're looking forward to September. So, from me and James, once again, thank you very much. James, do you want to give one last shout-out to your North Melbourne side? Get up, North. (laughs) Uh, Thank you again, and see you next week.